0: is no greater beauty I know than letting ourselves be seen. It is divine. It is the it is connection in and of itself and it's so deeply humanizing. And again, right there in lies the divinity of it all. It's so inspiring. And I just live for the magnetism of the dark night of the soul too. I really am so moved by the way I seek out those stories to remind myself that all is well and all we can trust the timeline. We can trust the seasons. And yeah, to witness people's resonance with my own story is always just like such a, such a deep connector, such a deep moment of staring another human in the eyes and being like, I see you and I see you seeing me and I see you further because of it.
1: (laughs) Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, happy new year, beautiful people. January 1st, 2024. I'm recording this it's not 2024 yet but it will be soon (laughs) and um, I have been in a portal of fuckery once again noticing a common theme of the waves I've been very tender over the last few days and my beautiful beloved Chad my partner has been my rock during this time I've been so sensitive and um, I really got a taste of my own medicine around how much my control was seeping in and I had a huge release yesterday, a huge release, and I actually am excited to share kind of what happened because I recorded this a couple months back with my beautiful guest, El Moulton. I met in the fluorescence container with Blue and Reggie River Bear that I've talked about several times on the on the show, and um, I always find it very fascinating when I record and have like a backlog of episodes that I've recorded with guests, and then it's like the medicine that I needed, like the reminder of what I needed is in the episode, <laughs> and it's just always so fun. So I don't know how long this intro is going to be. I don't think it'll be too long, but. It's very fascinating how much I have been in this like I just need to nest. I just need to know where things are. I just need to have things in order. I just need to be feel prepared. And so I'm reading like 3 books right now at a time, and they're all books that I know are serving a purpose and of course, there's like thousands of books on pregnancy and and I was very discerning with that, but they're all like serving me. But then I did, I took Melissa Ambrosini's Holy Mama course and I took um, a pain-free birth course through Karen Welton. And um, it's interesting because <laughs> I love to learn. Like I'm really noticing this push and pull between how much I love having a solid foundation. I love learning. I actually really do love hearing what other people have to say. I love I love learning other people's perspectives. I love knowing the history of birth. I love knowing the anatomy of the body. Like I'm loving. I mean, I just had like a whole module on learning of like how the pelvis. Like like for example, my husband and I just did like a virtual. At home birth, like like birth, it was called birth partner boot camp through the pain pre, pain free birth community, and um, like learning how you know we hear all the time that uh, like a doula or a birth partner will like there will, will relieve back pressure, for example, on like the the laboring woman and i got to learn what's actually happening in the pelvis like how it's actually how it's actually supporting the opening of the pelvis how the pelvis actually moves and i get i got to see how it actually moves and i got to see how my beautiful baby boy is going to rotate at a certain point in order to travel down the birth canal and move through the pelvis and how the plates in the skull of the baby are actually not fully formed and like the head can actually change shape, which like the miracle of this experience is it blows my fucking mind and I love learning about it. And so I get in this, like these moments where I geek out and I'm like, Oh, I just love it. I love learning about midwifery. I love learning about statistics, especially because I've gotten a lot of backlash and pushback on the home birth sitch. Um, that like I love I just love learning about I love learning about the statistics of you know what's happening in the hospital settings and um, just interventions medical interventions that are happening and and why there's so much fear mongering and the business of the experience of birth and how the sacredness has been completely over medicalized in a lot of ways and and just why I'm feeling so called to do things a different way. Um, I'm, I'm just like in this place of loving, loving learning. And what happens though, is, is it gets to a point and my husband like really helped me. Like I was in an old pattern of like, Oh, I'm, I'm running out of time. I need to finish. Like there's things in my business. There's things with the house. Like there's things with my preparation of labor, there's things with postpartum. I was starting to feel like mush inside my brain. And my husband was like, Lindsay, everything you're learning, you already know. He's like, you already know. He's like, he goes, you are more prepared than anyone I've ever met for this process, which he's so right. Because I do, I love, I'm so passionate about this experience and this process. And he really helped me kind of come back down to planet Earth when I was like spinning out and I realized what I was doing. I was, I was like creating a distraction, and I was letting my mind overpower. And I was losing my sense of self. And it was a rough couple of weeks. And like in, in full integrity and transparency because so much about this conversation with Elle is about that radical authenticity is I've had so many beautiful moments and overall, like I've loved this experience. I'm super grateful. I feel really proud of myself. Um, especially as it relates to my devotion and right. Cause there's a lot that goes into play with how important it is to nourish my body mind and spirit, um, in order to have the experience that I'm desiring. And so just in the midst of so much transition and being in a new environment, and it's just been a lot on, on my husband and I, and like just the fears that have been coming up and it's really been the hardest thing. Like I said, in previous episodes that I've ever consciously chosen, this has been the hardest year of my life in terms of a conscious choosing of my path right like i chose to move i chose to have this child i chose to grow in this way and it's been really really challenging and i just broke down yesterday and i just couldn't take it anymore i like couldn't take it and i hadn't been doing my practices in the way that I once was. I'm also in a new environment where it's winter here. Like in winter in Florida, I can still do my workouts outside. So I just wasn't getting outside as much. The beauty here in North Carolina though, is like, it comes like the weather comes in waves. Like today, it's an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous day. Not a cloud in the sky. We're about to go to a park and take our pup and go like have a walk as a family. And so the weather never stays like 30 degrees 20 degrees and gray for long periods but like this florida chick isn't used to like three days of kind of like staying indoors and like being in the nesting and being cozied up next to a fire and not really getting that fresh air and not really getting like not really being outside. I just, I crave being outside. So I can feel like my body adjusting and my nervous system adjusting. There's just a lot of change, like on top of the, um, you know, carrying a human, which let me just tell you, uh, this, this little man is like, he's growing again. I can feel him growing again and it is uncomfortable at times, right? Like just really being at peace with the discomfort and Elle talks about this, like the reverence for the dark night of the soul, like the reverence for those moments where I'm like, it's okay for me to not like this moment, right? Like, it's okay for me to like, right now, my back is bothering me. Uh, my hips are bothering me all morning. I felt like I was I was kind of wobbling around like I had a stick up my ass. Like I don't know what organ my little son was on, but I just was like, I think he's literally ready to come out. Like I, it just felt like gravity was trying to pull all of my organs out. Um, and it's like I can still hold the miracle of this experience and be excited and also be like yeah in this moment i'm not really enjoying this <laughs> and that's okay right and then like creating like it's like in that allowing and that acknowledgement it allows me to be like okay what do i need how can i honor myself like what does my what is my body asking for what is my little boy asking for and i i give myself that so i kind of just wanted to like really go in there that I lost myself, I think for a few days and, um, and really being at peace with that, like of this entire multiple month journey, being pregnant, like really letting you all know that there have been moments with lots of tears. Like, I think I cried. I think I had like a three or four day spell of crying every day. But today I cried and it was a totally different release. It was a beautiful experience. So yeah, I just feel like I wanted to get that off my chest. Like I forgot who I was. I was trying to control. I was like reading and doing these courses. And, and then I was like, I want a meal prep. I literally had a list. I was like, I want a meal prep. I want to make padsicles, which padsicles are like these little, I don't even know. I have to look up the recipe, but it's like witch hazel and certain essential oils and you basically like freeze these little pads that after your birth you use to reduce swelling and i was like i want to make those and i want to take down our christmas tree like i was so excited about the christmas tree and now i'm like get the fucking christmas tree down like i need a clean house i mean literally the house would get like we would cook a big breakfast and cook a big brunch, my husband and I, and we would be so in flow. And then I would see the kitchen and I would literally have a meltdown that the house was dirty. <laughs> and Chad's like, You better get used to this shit, Lindsay, because this is going to be our life. Like you got to let go. And it was because I was so full inside my mind. And I actually wasn't planning on sharing this. And I don't listen... I mean, I'm pretty much in birth mode at the moment, so I haven't really been listening to things. But Mateus De Stefano was just on the Deja Blue podcast. And on this and like last night, I felt drawn. I took a bath and I felt drawn to listen to this episode with Mateus and Blue. And It was the medicine that I needed because this is what he said. And I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit, but I actually, I wrote it down because I'm like, this is exactly what's going on. And so Mateus said, all of the chaos happening today is because we are over-informed as a collective. And because we are over-informed, we stop believing in everything, which leads us to only one possible way forward, which is to trust yourself. That leads you to the meditation and the inner growth to seek information that is only within you and not within a book. And he's saying this over-information right now during this world is helping us all find our own truth within. This helps us to understand if we're really in our heart or if we're trying to control a truth outside. full Full body chills. If you're trying to control a truth outside. I mean, it was just so blatantly evident that this was my medicine. Like, I... No, my body knows how to have this baby. My baby knows how to come into this world. I know how to breathe. I know how to move my body. I know how to meditate. I know how to connect with spirit. I know how to trust. I know how to thank the mind and put my mind on on it on a shelf and say thank you. But you know, <laughs> you're not running the show at this moment, so that I can get into the depth and the full experience of labor yet i was in this like i gotta prepare and i gotta do this and i gotta read this book and, I, and like it was just insane and then it was like and then i gotta get the nursery ready and then i gotta keep unpacking and it just felt like with the move and everything it was like the perfect storm of what is really important like what is really important what like how can i simplify And so last night, I had a huge breakdown with my husband. took a bath, um, had a huge revelation, went to sleep, woke up singing a song called Intend and Surrender. The song's called Intend and Surrender. The song actually was on a playlist at this Mary Magdalene retreat that I was on a couple of, I don't even know, it's probably been, I have no concept of time anymore, maybe two months ago with um, Maren Bach Antonsen here in Asheville. And it was very, it's very much a song about presence, about the medicine of this moment, um, about trust. And I woke up singing that song this morning in my head. And the reason why this is so profound is because I asked Elle what some of her practices are for connecting with our sacred vessel with our wombs with our hearts with our throats like right really trusting in the co-creation with the divine um, like really understanding the messages like not not discounting the messages that come through at any given moment and matthias talks about this a lot too like the clues that spirit gives us on a daily basis there's so many that we just overlook and that we we throw out like we throw out the baby with the bathwater. And so one of the things that Elle does that I didn't realize is something that I do is I wake up singing songs all the time, um, in the middle of the night or in the morning. And, and I, I always know that there's a message there for me. And so this song intended surrender came up and I went for, first of all, I, I got up and I showered and I went into my, my room and like my, my office, which is my little sacred space too. And I like moved my body and I listened to the lyrics and just had this really beautiful experience where I actually felt like I was practicing laboring actually the way that my body was moving and my breath was moving. And I got this little nugget of like, you know what to do. You already know, you already know, you already know, like, I don't need to read something in a book. Um, and I also know that there are people who do need those courses, right? Like there are people who are maybe just starting out and and don't have that connection yet or haven't really like tapped into their breath or their body. But like, I have such a deep connection with my breath and my body and sound that I forgot. Like, it's like, I forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not prepared. And like, I want to be prepared and I need to have all these things in order. And I need to like have these things in the back of my mind. In the event that I need them, you know, <laughs> um, which my doula the other day, she said this awesome quote that was like, bless it and forget it. So she was talking about like having a hospital bag packed in the event that like there's a hospital transfer. And again, that doesn't scare me at all because like the majority of home birth hospital transfers are non-emergency related. Um, they're usually because like the mom is just freaking tired and exhausted and just like needs additional support with an epidural and needs to rest and yeah, like yada, yada, yada. But I love that she was like, you just, you, you, you pack the bag, you bless it and you forget it. and So it's kind of like when I read certain things in books that other people have written, it's like, can I just like receive it, bless it and forget it. Right. Like it's in, it's in the vault if I need it, but like the chances of me needing it are pretty slim because their wisdom is already there. Right, like the wisdom, like this ain't my first rodeo. Like my my soul has given birth before. Like that wisdom resides within me. I know what to do. Right, my body innately knows what to do, and I can call on spirit. I can call on my higher self. I can call on the support of my baby. I can call on my guides when and if I need that additional reminder during labor. Right, to really fill myself up, my vessel up in that way. So, anyways back to the story. So I woke up, showered, had this beautiful experience where I was like practicing and I didn't even realize I was doing that. I was like, wait, this kind of feels like how it's going to be in labor. So I had this beautiful experience. And then all of a sudden I see this binder, which is funny. I find this binder that I first, <laughs> again, when I like signed up for all these courses, I printed out some things and I forgot about it in the move. Like I found this, bi- found this binder on the f- Okay, I found this binder on the floor of my office because I'm still in the process of unpacking that room. And guess what I saw? My Okay, was it my first? Yeah, it was my first ultrasound of my little baby. There was a little picture. Um, The binder had like a plastic covering and I had slipped the first ultrasound picture in there and I forgot about it. And... If it sounds like I'm running uphill, it's just because I'm pregnant, by the way. If I sound like I'm out of breath, it's because I have very little space to breathe because of my beautiful son. So all of a sudden I look at his picture and the next song comes on. And it is a song called In Dreams. And the song goes like this. Know you are loved. Rest in peace. Dream your sweet dreams till your soul is released. And then it says, Beloved child, my heart is yours. Beloved child, go out and open doors with your love, with your faith, with your compassion, with your grace. Beloved child, you are the light of the world. Beloved child, go out, spread light to the world. I shit you not. I start bawling the most beautiful, sacred tears of joy. I'm looking at this ultrasound picture and I'm feeling, I can't believe I'm telling you all this. I like was, I haven't even told my husband about it, but it feels like I'm supposed to share it because of the episode that I had with Elle around the songs. Like I felt the soul of my baby come into my body, like drop into my body and like lock in and what they say and kind of what I've felt is during this incubate incubation gestation period, the soul kind of comes and goes and like at any point in time, kind of towards the end. I mean, like there's different views of course, but um, and there's different people who have said different things, but like the soul can kind of drop in at different points in time kind of like when they're ready <laughs> you know and i'm like oh my gosh this soul of my little boy just dropped into my body and i bawled my eyes out i listened to this song i sat on the floor i stared at this ultrasound picture and i just felt this union with my little boy and i'm like oh my gosh he was waiting for me to come back to myself like I hadn't really given myself that sacred container in a long time and because there's been so much disruption and I kept creating excuses like I was too busy and of course I created like beautiful little sacred pockets and like I always have a little like I, I still have moments of connection every single day but in the mornings I like I just really wasn't giving myself that time and space And so I feel like spirit woke me up with this one intended surrender song so that I could play it so that that second song, it was actually the second song, like the first song just like dropped me into my body and like helped me really feel confident and excited about the birth. And then the second one, it was just like, I saw the binder, I saw the ultrasound, I started crying, I listened to the lyrics of the song, like I was having a moment and I like had this beautiful visceral experience in my body of like, holy shit, he is here. Like we are one in this moment. And he's not leaving. Like until, you know, he's no longer inside of me. And then I journaled for a while and I actually was just like streamlined conscious journaling around. Like he was talking to me. And um I got a lot of information about how to move forward in these last few weeks before I give birth to my baby boy. And it was like, I want to cry now because it was so beautiful. Now I feel like I got to tell my husband because I'm telling the world. (laughs) Um, but I just like, I really just wanted to thank Elle for presencing this in the episode about trusting in all of the little winks from spirit and how like i needed to give that time for myself to have that magical miraculous moment like that i will never forget and now it's time stamped in this episode <laughs> you know and there's always at least one thing cuz a lot of these episodes i've recorded you know there's a there's a backlog right so like it, it's not like i recorded it last week and it's it's launching like i mean i forgot a lot of the conversation and The fact that I had that experience and Elle was like, yeah, when I, when I wake up, when a song is stuck in my head or I wake up with a song stuck in my head or like, I listen to lyrics, like I listen to the song, I honor it. I journal about it and I do the exact same thing. And I didn't know that she did that. And so the fact that like, I've actually had a lot of songs pouring through over the last few weeks and I've, I haven't given myself the spaciousness to really like be with them in the way that I used to do or typically do because of the story that I told myself that I was too busy or whatever the fuck I was saying. So it was so beautiful. And it's like, I love the part of me that resists. I welcome the part of me that was, is trying to control. I honor the part of me that has fear that, that wants to distract that tries to distract like, I see it so clearly now and it's like, gosh, if I would have like woke up this morning and, and, and went into the same pattern that I've been in over the last few days, I would have missed out on this like beautiful experience with my little baby boy. And, um, and I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful. Like it's just such a reminder of the simplicity of that connection and how easy it can be and how much we distract ourselves. And I even had like social media on my phone again. And I deleted that. (laughs) Like, it was just like, delete the social media, like stop listening to the fucking courses, stop reading the books. Like you'll eventually read them again. And you'll listen to the courses. Like, this is only going to be a few days. Like, like have fun. Like you, you and you buy the courses like to, to have fun. Like, right. So it's like, when you're not having fun anymore, you stop. Like that's basically what my little baby was saying. Like stop reading until, until you get to a point where you feel good and you feel full and you feel a resource and then have fun again. But I was just so full in that Mateus quote. It was just like, right. It's all by design, right? It's all by design. Like the over the, o- the like the over information, the excess, excess, ex- excess when all my soul was really wanting was to empty and empty and empty some more so that I could be filled with the divine and I could be filled with this experience with my little baby boy to like, just like, oh my God, holy shit, he's here. Like he's, he's a part of me. And I feel like so blessed because he's such a pure being that I feel like I have this extra oomph and like zest <laughs> to carry me through these next few weeks and like really trust in the process and trust when in whatever comes up and trust in the divine unfolding. And in, in there are still maybe moments where fear comes up or right, or resistance comes up or whatever it is, but like, I know what to do. Right. Like I, I, and I feel like I have him and he's got me just like I've got him. Right. And he's teaching me in so many ways. So I really felt called to share that story because It came up in the podcast episode with Elle. She's an amazing, magical being. Like when I am in her presence and when I just hear her voice, it is just like a warm blanket of love and acceptance and nurturing and like love just radiates from her. And um, I really can't wait for you to receive from her. She's yeah, she's a pretty special being. I think you're really going to like this episode. So thank you for listening to me out of breath for one. Um, me share my the rawness of my experience. And again, I hope that it gives you a little bit of solace in like, yeah, we're human. And Ellen and I talk about this a lot, like in our humanity, we like uncover a little bit more of our divinity, right? Like in my humanity of this whole freaking fracking few days of me, just like a puddle on the floor, I had this opening and this, and the divine poured in today. And it was like, I mean, I just was bawling and it was so overwhelming. Like my heart was so full. I'm telling you, like, I will never forget that experience. I will never forget that moment. So, right, like, in all of that resistance and fear and control and overconsumption and, like, trying to use the mind to figure out how to mother and how to labor and everything else, when I finally, like, threw in the towel and waved my white flag and surrendered, it was like, ah, here I am. Like, here I am. Here I am again. Here's a little more of me. And a little more of me. And a little more of me. Um, yeah. So... Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for always just, you know, giving me a safe space to share these things that probably much of the world would think would be crazy (laughs) or weird (laughs) or don't make sense. Like, it just really feels good to know that I have a space to say, like, hey, this happened today. And you don't need to believe it, but I felt my son's soul drop into my body today. And holy shit, it was real. (laughs) And holy shit, it was profound. And holy shit, yeah like holy shit <laughs> i'll leave it there <laughs> happy new year new year's blessings um yeah i can't believe i'm in the home stretch of this this uh, pregnancy journey and um yeah i'm just w- wishing you all a beautiful 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 new year new blessings new dreams reflections, celebrations, all of the things. May you carry everything that you were putting forth in 2023 and continue that momentum into 2024. May you trust in what you're laying down in 2023 and transmuting. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited about what's to come. All right. Much love. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the show. I have L. Knowlton here with me today. Do you want to say hello?
0: Hello, sweetest listener. What an honor to be in this container today. Hi.
1: I am pretty excited about today. And there's a couple of places I want to go. Normally, I don't read bios, but I feel like... Or I'll read a, like a little snippet, but I feel like I want to read it. <laughs> I feel well, like you encapsulated why I love you so much, and we'll get into how we connected and all of the things, but I want to read it. And then I want to feel how that lands for you, having it being recited back to you. And if there's anything that you want to add, does that sound good? Sounds beautiful. All right. Maybe even just close your eyes and take it in. <laughs> <laughs> Full receivership. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Elle is a beautiful old soul with vibrant energy of the future. She carries and cultivates codes and authenticity, wonder, queerness, and the rebel heart. Elle has a way of reminding the world it is our birthright to be, to play, to create, to listen. She wants you here to take up the space only you can. After graduating college, Elle found herself in a rich void of confusion about life. She turned to alcohol to soothe, briefly embodying an addict archetype. In November of 2020, she signed a deal with sobriety and slowly the light cracked back in. Unable to run from herself, Elle met the magic and the mundane, cultivating a daily spiritual practice to demand her remembrance of the divinity of life on the daily is here to be of service and humanity's remembering that this earthly plane is one to live fully. She is a gifted vocalist and has long written mantra, music to soothe her soul. She's been described as an up and coming voice meant to guide and hold others in their self expression. And she is now working with souls looking to cultivate relationship with their vocal channel as a voice doula. Ooh, how does that feel? that felt really
0: beautiful is how that felt (laughs) oh oh my gosh I might have to take that practice into my own world to just remind myself who the fuck I am
1: (laughs) on a more regular basis
0: yeah yeah it hits differently
1: when it's like reciprocated back to you right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so is there anything else you want to add we're gonna like totally go In all of the places. And I mean, everything that I read, I mean, I had full body chills and I was just telling myself, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. More, more, more. I want more. (laughs) Because you really do embody these codes of authenticity. Your energy was so nourishing to me when, I mean, it was like the moment that we connected, it was just so grounding and so nourishing and so embracing your energy is very welcoming and embracing. And I know that you carry those codes. So anything you want to kind of add to that about receiving that, about your journey, about who you are, just let's dive in.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say that you're able to name that in me because it is something that you carry and cultivate so beautifully yourself. And that was also my experience with you when we landed in our sacred connection. And just, I was so inspired by your ability to bring words through your vocal channel and just say exactly what the heck you mean. I'm still moved by that when I tune into Mm -hmm. your podcast episodes and just the way truth is so accessible. That moves me hugely. So thank you for naming that. And I name it right the heck back in you beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's a gorgeous practice. I feel, um, I was recently reflecting on how so much of this life I've landed in is one of woman one of woman to the max in uh, my physical expression, my gender expression, and also my energetic and spiritual expression. The divine feminine is what I work with. It's it's what I work with the rose. I cultivate relationship with goddess and I am most enchanted and enthralled and intoxicated and moved by what it means to feel into woman, into um, anima, into the rich life sustaining, life creating energies of this frequency. And so to sit in that moment of receivership as you voiced who I am right back to me was a beautiful experience of permission to let that be. And Mm. yeah, I feel I'm in a season of life right now where I'm really working and knocking on the door of divine masculine and integrating structure and um, yeah, all the beautiful qualities of Masculine into my own brain and body. So, thank you for letting me flex my very strong muscles of receivership. And Mm. also, just wanted to allow that into the space that that is something I'm actively working on currently is cultivating and offering and, yeah, being the captain of my own life as opposed to receiving it. Also, being in the sacred reciprocity of giving right back. So,
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah. And isn't it funny when like the codes that we carry and the, what our soul is asking us to, you know, bring forward because I, I often get this, which is why I love the podcast. People often perceive me as very confident and like, wow, she's got it figured out and she can just say what's on her heart. And that's actually been one of the most challenging Mm -hmm. (laughs) pieces of my spiritual leadership and my expression and my integrity. And even though I'm doing it, and of course we know how much work it takes, how much internal work it takes. There's so much more that I hide. There's so much more that I hold back on. There's so much that I don't share. And so just you reflecting that back to me is so supportive. And this is why I think it is important to have Containers, to have intimate relationships, to have conversations like this with depth and richness, because it matters. Like that moment, I will remember whenever I get somebody emailing me about the podcast or somebody sending me a Facebook message after one of my posts, or just a family member or a friend sharing something about how they see me. It's like, oh, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I can keep going because it can feel really isolating. You know, so I just wanted to thank you for that. And and I don't know, like, maybe let's move into how we connected. And if there's anything that you want to add, I want to hear your experience about how we connected. But if there's anything that you want to add to that piece, because I feel the same about you. I'm like, man, she's just cool. She just knows <laughs> who she is. She's just got it down. And I don't know. I just was like, man, I want to be more like Elle. She, she's, she's just chill she's just cool feel like she probably has no enemies feel like everybody just loves her <laughs> and right we're mirrors for each other in a lot of ways and um and i think that's really important because that's how we learn through relationship and we learn right the the mirrors of our blind spots for example and as we know everything we are everything and nothing and we we carry all fractals of all frequencies and spectrums and emotions within us so if we get triggered by someone it lives inside of us too and if we're inspired by someone of course it lives inside of us too so i just think it's really helpful to have these conversations and i feel this is what the world is craving more than ever is to just be like yeah i may seem confident but i actually have very very deep moments of feeling isolated and not wanting to express so let's go there and then we'll get into why these Intimate containers are so powerful to help us see ourselves more.
0: Yeah. So, sweetest listener, we met in the container Lindsay brings to the mic every once in a while, and I do in my own world too, um, called Fluorescence, led by Blue of Earth and Reggie, River Bear Queens on this planet? Um, And they offer, yeah, a beautiful six-week course. And Lindsay and I both enrolled in the same... Chapter, if you will. And as fate would have it, we were in an accountability group together. So for six weeks, every week, um ourselves and a few other women would hop on a Zoom and just drop the fuck in and let our shit be seen and voice what was coming up and coming out and who we were becoming and watching each other become was such a divine process. I mm. certainly was so. So here in witnessing you becoming in this process, Lindsay, and like, oh my God, just the layers of of continued exploration and the season of life you were in in your great transition from Florida to North Carolina and the closing of the house and just this big shift, this big beautiful shift from maiden to mother within these six weeks and beyond. And I remember dropping it in person together, and we were calling on the names of your future children, and then here they are in—they're part of this podcast right now, listener—and. Oh my gosh, just to witness the sweet beginnings of relationship. And we also had gorgeous opportunity to drop into song together. That memory lives in me. That was a huge inspiration for how I mm-hmm. want to continue to move through the world and the offerings that I even envisioned for myself. You unlocked that, a huge key of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we landed in sisterhood and we're carrying the baton forward. Yeah, that was a
1: absolute portal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I made a baby in that portal. You made a baby in that portal. <laughs> <laughs> I birthed a lot of things in that portal. So again, thank you for reflecting that back to me. And and it's funny because one of the reasons why, well, first of all, I hadn't signed up for anything in so long. I hadn't had any mentors. I was. It was a very inward time, and. When Blue had started to share about the container, it was just an immediate yes. And I'm so grateful that we got to meet in person, right? It was six weeks virtual... You know the potency of that, but also just to be in the flush is so much more powerful. And you invited me into the, the Airbnb that you were staying at in Topanga, California, which was amazingly gorgeous with these insane views and so sacred. And it just so happened that everyone ended up having like i got there and we were all hung out as a group there were other you know sisters that were staying there and then everyone kind of had like had their own thing going on and then it was just you and i and we got to just connect deeper and i want to circle back to one of the pieces that you were sharing because i'm even learning more about you and your work with the feminine and and what is meaningful to you and the lineage of the rose and what it means to embody this archetype. And again, as I'm going back and reading your bio, right? Like cultivating codes and authenticity and queerness. And we talked a lot about your queerness journey, how that was with yourself, with your friendships, with your family. And it I'm sure that there was some growing pains with that, but it seems like you felt pretty confident in who you were. And it, it feels like from what you shared, your family was very accepting. And I, I think it's important to talk about because gender gender is a sensitive topic and when we hear words like feminine and masculine get thrown around it can be confusing and so i'm like ooh i want to go here you know this beautiful being who like fully embraces your queerness and is like such an emissary of the divine feminine which i'm learning more and more about i kind of want to just hear your perspective on that and and like this openness like i feel like you're this pioneer in like don't put me in a box. Like it doesn't need to be in a box. Right. And, and it can be fluid and it can be dynamic and it doesn't matter. And we don't need these labels, but that's kind of what the human mind does. Right. The human mm-hmm. mind always wants to make it this binary thing. So yeah, I kind of want to see where you want to take that because I do think it could support people and loosening the grips a little bit of like, Oh, just because I'm this gender means I need to hold these specific types of traits or or the understanding that, again, we carry the masculine and the feminine within us energetically and what that actually means and that we're here to self-express and it's going to look different for all of us. So I would love to hear because I want to learn from you as well, because I don't identify as queer. One of my best guy friends is queer and um, I learn a lot from him. And I think I told you about him, my buddy, Pat, (laughs) who I talked about on my last episode and he sent me a message like, thank you so much. Cause he, I did a podcast episode with him and it's just that same piece of like, I really want to hold people. I want to uplift people. Like I want to showcase people who... It doesn't matter if they feel like they're making a difference or not, or if they feel like they have this huge platform or not, or if they feel like they're not ready. I just want to showcase people who are doing things their way and who are doing things differently. And I want them to be able to talk about it mm-hmm. so that we can learn from each other. So wherever you want to take it from there, sister. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I'm having such a moment of like, I wish this experience for everyone. Like I wish the frequency of love for everyone to tap mm. into, like this, like my heart is fully just buzzing with mm. what it means to just get to look at you and love on you and have it reflected right back. Blesses. Um. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful thought train. Um. Yeah. My story with queerness carries so much privilege. So much privilege in the sense that um i have never experienced any maliciousness any questioning any blatant judgment or repercussions of any kind by wearing this label um and stepping into it was an effortless process and it just simply was again just reminding that we're here to be and when we are kind of has a ripple effect that allows it to be and Yeah. My, yeah, my world allowed big exploration in terms of like just the eight, the time that I manifested into this body on this planet, the generation that I happened to be a part of, and also the liberal nature of my family and where I grew up in the world in New Mexico. And um, queerness was something I saw in front of my face since I was a very young kid. I had mentors in my world that were queer i saw gay marriage i it just was it was very familiar the labels were present i never had any sort of strong reaction against or towards it um and I often sat in openness with female friendships when I was growing up where we would just talk about other women and voice how beauty is such an ethereal thing. And to tap into it in that same gender expression is such a fun thing. It was titillating. It was exciting. And um, to reflect on it now is funny because my whole childhood group of course, best friends were all queer now, so it was just—it really just was a microcosm of brewing and and yeah. beginning to play with these thoughts of like, yeah, could we deviate from all the movies and the stories of prince and princesses, and can we just talk about how gorgeous Cinderella is instead of the prince? Like, it was very natural, um, and I really had a sweet nod from spirit in my expression of it. Uh, during the pandemic. During the pandemic was a very intense time for the collective and also in my individual world where I exited a three-year-long relationship. I began to pursue sobriety. I was really facing off with who I was and how I moved through the world and was in a big season of Dark Night of the Soul. I was very isolated. I removed myself from the world. I fully was embodying that addict archetype and just my expression was very small. And I had a really hard time in exiting my relationship. It was very enmeshed and a lot of themes of codependency. And so we would continue to have conversations and FaceTimes. And one day I declared that we were having a final conversation. And this was going to be the door that we closed in order to, yeah, let it die, let it die and let the rebirth happen as individuals in this world. And I remember sitting in a park and saying goodbye to this man, tears streaming down my face. And I remember hanging my head as soon as I hung up the phone. And then just feeling like a big gush of wind and feeling the cottonwoods above me dance and just really having a moment of like, even in the ache, bless this aliveness. And when I lifted my head, one of my neighbors had a big rainbow queer flag waving in the wind outside their house. And I remember just laughing and being like, okay. <laughs> Okay, heard. It's time to explore mm. this. I see the rainbow. I resonate with it. That's one of the reasons in my subconscious mind that I wanted to exit this relationship because I was ready for the exploration of the feminine. And that was literally the, the simplest little light switch on of like, okay, it's time to walk down this path and really step into and pursue. And I feel This is true in so many of our stories that the pandemic was just this great tower that allowed everything to crumble and to watch us rebuild ourselves. And I wanted to build some rainbow into me in the reconstruction. And again, it was very effortless. And this world with dating apps and things makes it especially accessible. And so I just began to put feelers out into the world and begin to play with the labels of which there are so many. And I was very passionate and attached to um, what I was calling myself. And from the get was voicing to my family that this was likely going to be an evolution and wanted the label of queer because it had just enough anonymity for me to be able to play within that umbrella. and.
1: And can you maybe just um, like in your words, share what queer means to you? Because some people be like, I've heard varying descriptions and I think it's always helpful to just hear it from your lens. What is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, I love, I love the that question. I think queerness to me is rebellion within the sexual spectrum and an inherent openness to romantic connection with whoever lights your soul on fire regardless of what their expression is in the physical mm. and mental oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so put that label on and felt it's like I'm like going
1: label exactly <laughs> exactly And the world that wants to label it's like all right we'll give you this <laughs> you can pigeonhole me into a
0: rainbow, but that's it. I won't give you any more details. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, I began to speak and connect with women and felt like I was going through a second puberty, had all these feelings of like, how do you do this? What? What, oh my goodness, imposter syndrome, questioning. And yeah, in my first exchanges with women, it was just inherently so effortless and beautiful and offered such spiritual depth in the realm of in the realm of these masculine and feminine energies and I really was checking myself and my conditioning around what I expected in a man in partnership and also in sexual relationship and how inherently I was taught and conditioned that the feminine takes the submissive role and there is such beauty and again receivership in that archetypal energy but also Suddenly, through queerness, I was able to challenge just the construct and allow myself to show up with an empowerment and uh, you know a fire and to get to play with that and witness it be amorphous in real time because because the roles weren't predetermined, mm-hmm. you know, and that was epiphany I've taken just into so many places where the world loves to, you know. Put us in those boxes and give us those labels and prescribe the the to do list and to challenge it and be like, well, what if I, you know, did this instead? And you know, it was delicious. Mm.
1: Immediately when you were talking about right the right because it's like the submissive feminine is kind mm-hmm. of what I'm hearing from you is in and I'm just thinking about the dark feminine archetypes and I'm thinking about my you know, home birth, physiological birth experience. And I'm just thinking, you know, there's going to be a lot of fierceness and there's going to be a lot of emotions and a lot of empowered, powerful movements and sounds and primal, just Mm. utterings. And it's powerful, right? It's so powerful. And so I think you're just a disruptor in that way. And I just love that your soul chose, right. Um, an experience where with, with this piece of your life, it did feel effortless. And so I hope that you don't feel, cause I know a lot of people do struggle, especially with family dynamics and in, in, in a world that still is, it can be scary, you know, to be your authentic self, especially as it relates to gender. And I just see it as like the gift that you get to be that beacon of light for people because you get to shine your full self. And there's other areas of your life that have been a bit more challenging. And I'm curious to know, with the addiction, with the alcoholism, was that related to the breakup? I know that there has been... I don't remember if it's exactly in your bio, but I know we talked about it right You know, after graduating from college. A lot of your journey in terms of evolution has been around who you came here to be and what are your next steps and how do you get to show up and how do you get to serve and how do you get to be your full self in service to you and in service to the whole. So I'm curious to know if there's any overlap there. And if you want to share just, yeah, the the moments that have been challenging for you in terms of your gifts and how you get to show up as your true self.
0: Yeah. Wow. Such beauty. I, yeah. So I had, I'm thinking of that beautiful Brene Brown quote that says genetics loads the gun environment pulls the trigger Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in terms of the realm of addiction and um that was certainly true for my story and so many of our stories but had grown up not directly witnessing um how drugs and alcohol affected my lineage but hearing stories and witnessing you know my cousins going to treatment centers and um hearing stories of uncles past and the lives that we'd lost along the way and it was very present to me that addiction was something that was in my field, but I didn't really know what it meant as a kid. I remember having a lot of fear around it, just being very spooked by it. And I was a big rule follower, big perfectionist and took, you know, the, the dare program so seriously in school and just couldn't comprehend like what it would mean to shift consciousness and pursue evasion of self as opposed to, you know, a vitality and dreaming and, then I got to know that um, when life allowed me the opportunity to run from it. So I have a story with sexual assault and in 2019 experienced, yeah, just violation on my brain and body. And after that event, I began to run and alcohol was my vice and just used it on a very colloquial daily basis to forget. And rather than feeling, I isolated from the world and felt so much shame and carried so much guilt and carried the narrative in my head for a year, full year of my life that I was responsible for this and that it was all my doing and just taking so much, so much responsibility for something that was absolutely a violation. And it put me in the world of aloneness and running from self and really being afraid to feel and really almost experiencing like a mind-body disconnect from my body I felt like I was living like a foot away from my actual physical form and just in that briefly dissociated space of like I don't even want to be here in this body because if I'm to feel it I'm what will that be I don't know if I'm capable of that. And I certainly was not capable of asking for help or asking for eyes to help me see and hold the story. Um, Yeah, so alcohol became a very beautiful medicine for that season of life. I'm thinking of Gabor Mate and how he voices that addiction isn't the evil, it's the situation beneath it. Like addiction is actually very wise. It's very wise. It's life sustaining in circumstances where we're taking care of ourselves in the best way that we know how. We're using these, you know, substances on this earthly plane to soothe for a moment. And it's our job to go deeper, but it's not, there must be compassion in the process because we're running from something. And to meet what we're running from with love being the path we're walking towards. So I hold this story with a lot of love, but that is where the darkness came. And again, light started to creep back in when I finally allowed myself to be seen in it and allowed myself to be seen in just how big the ache was, like literally would look in the mirror and, and see my physical expression is so muted and the vitality in my eyes just wasn't there and i started to begin spiritual practice and sit with myself and notice how i had forgotten to dream and how my relationship with the unconscious realm was mute I literally in dream world and in waking world i didn't have aspiration i was i was just here and even in as i was here i was a foot behind myself so it was a very slow road to come back into this body and psychedelics actually played a huge, huge role in my healing journey. And in my pursuit of sobriety, um, I was in ketamine. I did six treatments of ketamine therapy, um, that allowed me to take myself out of my life and see all that had gone down with a lens of neutrality. And it, softened the edge and let me come back home
1: mm. Yeah. oh my gosh I think what you're expressing well first and foremost I want to ask this question before So you did go through, you did express, you did go through a lot of shame and judgment in the beginning. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's so powerful to have this to, you know, for you to share your experience because it's part of the journey, right? It's like, we have a traumatic experience or a traumatic experience is reopened, right? There's something that happens in our lives that feels unbearable, which I know everybody can relate to at some point in their, in their lifetime, and then we're met with the external world, all of all of the vices, all of the places that we go to run away. And I mean, I used to hide in my work, in my service work. I used to hide in working out. And so it's it can it can be anything, right? It's like we tell ourselves, like, right, we just gonna do this thing and we're gonna become obsessed and we're just gonna keep going, keep going, and keep going. And, keep going. and it can turn into uh, an avoidance. It can turn into, right, a disassociation to not meet ourselves. And so, just the arc of hearing your process of the experience and then what you move through and how the alcohol came in and the shame and the judgment and all the emotions and going to the depths and then you looking in the mirror and then being like, right, it's just like you had that moment of wait, oh, okay, it's time, right? And you started moment by moment, creating these little apertures of just like, what is that? What is that? Okay. Like, okay. I did this today. I, okay, I can do this. Like, okay, I'm going to take one step forward today. And maybe we take five steps back and then five steps forward and then two steps back. And just, it's such a beautiful... Reflection, I I believe, of, of our evolutionary journey as humans, because even though it's not the exact same experience that we all face, we all know those feelings of shame and judgment and then avoidance and then having this little glimmer of hope. The same thing when you had that rupture in your relationship and you know, the pride flag was right outside your house, or when you stepped outside and you just had that moment, right? It's like that's that's what it is. And it's like the grace of the divine shows us. There's more like you're at rock bottom or it may feel like you're at rock bottom, but there's something here for you. And it does take a willingness. And I think the compassion piece is so powerful, right? Because it is, it's, it's not about the addiction. It's about the pain. And this is why I love these conversations because can we all just stop running around like we don't have pain? (laughs) (laughs) and thinking that nobody else, right, has pain, right? It's so isolating. And so I just want to thank you for your courage to be open about sharing this because it does help people ground into the human experience. And that is what this podcast is about, is in our humanity, we find our divinity. That's exactly what you just expressed, right? Mm. This is it. This is the journey. <laughs> so you've been three years alcohol free. And I want to talk about. The voice doula, not mm. L Knowlton. <laughs> um, yeah let me just give it back to you for a minute. And then I've got some surprises in store for our listeners. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wow. Lindsay, thank you for that reflection. Truly. And yeah, I mean it so fully when I say I've experienced that same lesson from you and, and your sharing of the aches and pains and the way you showed up recently on the mic with tears of story of um, breast implants, and you know this pain, and and this feeling into it, and just sharing, letting us see each other in this. Like there is no greater beauty I know than letting ourselves be seen. It is divine. It is the it is connection in and of itself, and it's so deeply humanizing. And again, right there, in lies the divinity of it all. It's so inspiring, and I just live for the magnetism of the dark night of the soul too. I really am so moved by. The way I seek out those stories to remind myself that all is well and all we can trust the timeline. We can trust the seasons. And yeah, to witness people's resonance with my own story is always just like such a such a deep connector, such a deep moment of staring another human in the eyes and being like, I see you and I see you seeing me and I see you further because of it. (laughs) So yeah, thank you for creating space for me to. Talk about it. Um, but yeah, voice doula. Hello. This title is one that I still feel, oh, such a flirtationship with in terms of getting to wear it and deeming it myself. It feels
1: juicy. It's I love so it. Juicy. Knowing that I have a doula and I am like in all things doula I don't know if that's a word. I'm like voice yes. doula. Yes. yes. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. I
0: support yes. it. <laughs> yes. So, so I did not coin that term by any means. I believe KJ Song was the initial like full trademarking of that title. Um, and I stumbled upon their channel on the internet and fully found fell down their rabbit hole and have had sessions with them. And it shifted my world entirely because my whole life I've moved through the world as a singer and have been in voice lessons and piano lessons and music lessons since I was four years old and studied it in college and have had all the technical understandings of the literal instrument within the base of our face and you know all the all the many years and traditions of vocal expression and yeah so I've had a big heavy activation in the world of knowledge and anatomy of it all and as I continue to collect years on this planet and my spiritual side just is more and more alive and and my reverence for this vitality thing continues to activate, I can't help but be in this eternal blossoming of the profundity of the vocal channel, the profundity of this throat chakra, and the literal joy and bliss that being able to be a creature of expression and co-create with the divine through these folds in my neck, like it inspires me and moves me to a level of glee that I've never found anywhere else. It is the singular place in my life that I have found a consistent and ever present flow state. It is by all means my purpose here. And that in and of itself has been a journey beyond words, but, um, yeah, so I have begun a practice with myself more than anyone else of meeting my voice, allowing Allowing sounds to come through, releasing judgment, releasing conditioning of what sounds good, what sounds pretty, what wants to come through, whether it's mantra or light language or yeah, opera on a day or R&B songs and covers. And it has been a season of reclamation and talk about authenticity. It's where I've begun to anchor in that frequency by really tuning in with what the body wants to move through on the daily. It is such a channel of alchemical expression. It is this place where we can move feelings in and out of the body. As we are experiencing this vibratory universe, may we harness the vibrations within our own brain and body and let them be part
1: of the fabric. So... Mm. Yes. Preach. I'm at church yes 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 so those are a few words of of about voice dealership it's so funny as you were talking about well I would imagine I don't I'm not I think we talked about this a little bit when we had our our intimate time together in Topanga but you know I would imagine when I don't know if you've gotten lessons or if you've always like been able to kind of share this gift, but like the perfectionism piece and again, what pop pop culture and just you know, maybe having dreams and aspirations, for example, of becoming this singer on stage. And just I love that you expressed that piece around just whatever sound wants to emerge. Because right before you shared that, right there, then there's my piece of like, oh. I don't really think my voice sounds that great. And letting that and like, man, I really wish I could sing, right? And so it's what we do. And so, right, it's like some of us have these gifts, and then the world tells us, right, there's so much external pressure that we then end up like, you know, creating all of this inner turmoil, or we feel comparisonitis, for example, and we're like, what's my, what's my role in the world? What's my gift? And I love that you expressed, right, because Especially for for eons, right? women are really coming back into their vocal expression and it can be in the form of storytelling, in the form of an oracle, it can be in the form of chanting, it can be in the form of light language, it can be in the form of song. And it actually really doesn't matter how it sounds. What matters is the vibration behind it, the essence behind it, the integrity behind it. And... That is key. And so, do you have any feedback on because this is my work? <laughs> I do this is what I do, right? It's like breath movement, sound. Sound is so important, right? To allow energy to be expelled from the body to be in the visceral experience of life. It's just, it's this powerful mechanism for. Self expression literally from the womb center of creation up through the portal of our heart and out into the world. And so there's, and I mean, I just rattled off a few, and so did you. There's so many other ways to vocally self express. And again, the world needs us in our purest expression. So maybe just give a little nugget of like how I know how I would. Support how I support people in that self-expression, but coming from someone, a gifted vocalist like yourself, do you have any any feedback on how people can just kind of start to tap in? Like what that could look like um, for someone who may be new and it may be a little scary in the beginning.
0: Fuck oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Two things immediately come to mind. Two of my favorite practices. The first is something that I'll open any session ever with um which is a chakra check-in and allowing the voice to be the instrument of expression for these centers in the body um and this is not my practice not my practice of origin but i was gifted the opportunity to practice it with others so again this comes from kj AJ song, but it is a beautiful practice of dropping into body, getting outrageously comfortable, whether that means yoga, squat, or lying straight down, um, whatever comfort feels like in that moment, whatever the most embodied way you can show up is, but to be in that fullest expression, dropping close eyes. And then I like to tune into sacral heart and then head. So I'll as yeah. we just
1: talked about that, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So I'll invite an individual to feel into their sacral chakra, allowing as much time and space for this expression as necessary. Just really feeling the aliveness of that center. Is it stagnant? Is it in motion? Are you not feeling connected to it? Are you associating colors or emotions? Just asking it questions, seeing if visuals come to mind when you tune into it. And then when it feels most authentic to you, connecting in that mind's eye throughout the whitest of light, the throat chakra to that sacral chakra and asking if it has anything to say or express. And that can be utilized through moaning or screaming or laughing or verbalizing, putting sentences into the world. It could be a familiar song. The other day I had House of the Rising Sun just like sitting in my sacral chakra. And we took a moment and we just sang that to the fullest. And it was beautiful.
2: Mm.
0: And then I'll invite individuals to... Bounce to the heart and do that same experience. Ask it questions. What's it feel like? What's coming through? And just letting the voice activate it, moving the energy up and out or calling it in through the channel. Sometimes it's silent and that is perfect. And lastly, doing that for the head as well. And it's just such a beautiful intentional practice of any sound I make here is perfect. I've had days where I've had to really sift through the judgment as my heart chakra has just wanted to moan and just like getting comfortable with making whale-ish sounds and not feeling kooky and just like letting it out because it was so true to that expression in the moment. That in in and of itself is such an act of reclamation and space holding for self. So that is one of my favorites. And then the other that has become legitimate spiritual practice in my life is honoring the fuck out of songs I have stuck in my head and treating them as if they're visitations from creation because I fully, 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 fully resonate with the philosophy that we're all within a big blanket of co-creation with this source thing. And any ideas that come through, any creations asking to come through you or previous creations that already exist in the world that are visiting you are there for a reason. And it has become a beautiful thing that I've begun a very devoted journal to of like, this is what was stuck in my head on this day and just honoring the lyrics that are visiting. Honoring the messages my subconscious mind has in song in its brain and just noticing how they always are applying directly to what I'm experiencing in my life.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. There's so many synchronicities. That's why I love this, right? Okay, there's so many places I want to go. So the first practice, okay, do you have like a little bit of time to go a little bit over? Of course, <laughs> of course. I feel like I've said this on every episode. I'm like, okay, I'm not putting a one hour time cap on these suckers anymore. <laughs> the, so the first piece, I'm I'm excited to do that in my own time because actually as I have a baby in my sacral chakra at the moment, I'm getting little messages from him and a huge roar just wanted to come out. And it's funny because so much of my fears, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm actually not really afraid much of anything in my labor experience, except my fear of going to the depths of my being and being as loud and primal as humanly possible. That's what I've been moving through. So I'm excited to take that practice in because that's what I've been cultivating is like, where am I holding back with myself, with my husband, with my midwife, like with my birth team, just really feeling so held to be in this, so like this vulnerable <laughs> primal state. And so that was the first piece that emerged. And in my heart, it was pretty silent. My heart was like, we're good. Like we feel content. So I love that you also acknowledge that silence is also a sound. (laughs) Um, So I'm definitely going to bring that into my practices as I'm moving through this. And then for the second piece, I mean, I wake up all the time singing songs from Mm -hmm. sleeping in the astral planes. And I do the same thing where I'll go and play it and then I'll journal and I have songs that come through. So I had... I had a beautiful sales conversation with a previous group client who decided to sign on with me privately today. And I always do a dance party, (laughs) you know, after those conversations where I'm celebrating myself for, you know, having the courage to ask, you know, make an offer, ask the question, go deep with someone the other person right the co-creation the alignment to saying yes the trusting in my divine path and how i get to support people and the other individual saying yes and i just always feel myself just wanting to have this dance party and so you want to know my song that always comes through
2: what song
1: (laughs) okay starship we build this (laughs) we built this city on rock and roll this song has been with me for like I don't even know how many years (laughs) and it's it's whenever spirit is like can you just fucking let go and like not make anything about this and just have fun and it always puts me in a vibe it's like the same vibe and I ended up looking it up several months back what is this song because the lyrics I'm like I'm unsure and it's I can't remember the exact details, but it was written about, I think it was like a time in California where they were actually closing down music venues and like wanting to stop people from self-expressing expressing and, and like kind of rein it in on having concerts and live music and all of these things. And it was more of this like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it our way. And we're going to sing about it. And it was like, it's like a fight song for (laughs) self-expression. So it just makes me chuckle whenever that comes through because it happened today. And I'm like, there it is again. It's a random ass song. The spirit just wants to (laughs) remind me to keep keep doing my thing and to have fun doing it. Because it always just makes me chuckle. I'm not thinking fight song in it. Like, yeah, yeah. self-expression. I'm just dying laughing at the song.
2: <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll.
1: I'm so telling you, so good. So that's what it's about. We built this city on rock and roll. So that's what it is. It's like, no, you're not going to tell us. No, this yeah. is what we're staying. We're doing this. Um, I feel like I'm blushing now because I've never told That
0: is incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to blur that as soon as we get off
1: today and dance around. And then the last piece before we begin to close up is um, when I told you I was pregnant, you had a song come
0: through. That was insane, Lindsay. <laughs> that was such a moment. I'll never forget.
1: Yeah. So can you talk about that for a moment?
0: Yes, it was so mystical. Yeah, Lindsay reached out to our fluorescent sisterhood and voiced her pregnancy. And immediately I was overcome with such emotion and just immediately reached out to you and was like, I fucking see you. I fucking see you. Holy shit. Just having a moment. Yeah. So feeling it so deeply and it was so odd as soon as I just began to sit in the pondering of like what gender may come through? What, What will this little soul's expression be in this physical world? I had the song from The Lion King, the Broadway show that goes, He lives in you. hey, uh, in women, uh. It's gorgeous. There's stunning African language. I don't know the actual name of the language part of it, but it is like this ethereal, ethereal song. And well, It's on my birth just... playlist
1: now, by the way, because of you. Yeah. Oh. So you're going to be a part of my sacred ceremony because it's definitely being played.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That hurts my heart in the best way. <laughs> Oh, but it was so wild because I was like, Lindsay, are you having a boy? I think he lives in you. And um,
1: that is how the cookie crumbled. So, (laughs) And most of the people thought the cookie was going to crumble another way, including myself. Um, And I actually I've talked about this on the show, but. I have a more vocal little spirit baby girl who will eventually come through, but the little boy um, who's a little more reserved and, you know, doesn't need to be the loudest in the room decided to come through first. And so that was just, that was so fun because I've, I've also jammed out to that song so many times. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you've sent that to me and I got to, yeah, just remember that moment and just connect with him is like you said, it's just, it's tribal. It's, Ethereal. It's just a really beautiful song. So and I didn't know. I didn't know the song before you shared it. So this is the power of just going for it and and like sharing what's on our heart with people. So I want to play. Did you know the surprise was coming? Is this what you I did? did. <laughs> <laughs> before we hit record, I told all that I had a surprise, but I guess, you know, I think I gave all my secrets away because. <laughs> This song, well, maybe you can share just in a brief nutshell how this song emerged from you, and when <laughs> and where? And then i, I do want to play it, and I would love for you. I'm gonna close my eyes. I won't play, but maybe I'll just play a little snippet of it. but um, when you had, okay, let me just first ask the question of the story behind this song, and then, I want to share my my experience of it and why I was like, you better send this to me because I need it for I need it for myself. And I listen to it all the time. And I jam out to it in the car. I mean, I'm literally like, oh, this is so good. I remember who I am when I listen to this song.
0: <laughs> oh. No. Can you hear my dogs barking in the background? Nope. All you. Okay. Good. Um now my heart is growing like three sizes from this fucking episode. Ow, I need to go do some stretches to let it fit my chest.
1: Okay. Um, They ever song... want to know what pregnancy is like it is you're literally expressing it. It's like, ow, this is beautiful. And like, it's, I can't, I'm not prepared for this growth and this expansion. And then it kind of catch, then your body kind of catches up. And then... <laughs> so I'm just chuckling. Cause that's been my life. It's kind of fun.
0: You're amazing. Literally (laughs) remarkable. Wow. Um, Yeah. So this song emerged within the fluorescence frequency that we're speaking of with Blue Earth and Reggie River Bear. They offer each round of their course. They offer a module called the Divine Creatrix. And it is one of my favorites. Every week is my favorite. But that week is it's just it really honestly shifted my world and how I perceive creation and what it means to be in sacred reciprocity with the ideas that visit and honoring the hell out of them, knowing that when creation knocks on your door, it's there for a reason.
2: Mm.
0: And just making the space and time to honor, honor and invite it in and out. So we had a module of that nature and I just felt in my body, the validity of mantra music. I'd always known it, but I never gave myself permission to write or capture or yeah, just recorded in my own world. I always, my, my technical classical upbringing in the music world landed me with this conditioning and framework that music had to be complex and very lyric filled and an AABA structure. And the chords couldn't just be a one, four, five, one, like it had to be very technical and interesting in order to be worthy. And I just found that belief humorous after this module and mantra music just began to visit me and I made space for it. And so this was the first ever mantra song I took seriously. And I was sitting on my ground in my little casita at the time. And I was just playing this big fat singing bowl. And I was like, I'm ready for any, any little thing that wants to come through. I am a vessel. If you'd like to visit, I I will give you the time of day. And so a sweet mantra came through of I'm good I am worthy of all I say, do, choose, and move through. I'm good. I am worthy again and, again and again. And it was the medicine I needed in that moment. And I still say it all the time. I said it right before I jumped on this call today to just anchor in the worthiness of any moment and expression and the goodness inherent in us. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And you played it, you will you sang it. For us and our accountability smaller accountability container and then I guess somehow you might have said like I've got a recorder I think we were like um we need this mm-hmm. now and you're I think you said you had the recording already and you shared it with us and then I was like oh why is this not all over the internet and why is this not on Spotify and like I need to share this with people and I actually did send it to some of my friends just like this, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I asked you for permission first for that. You did. I was like, you, you, okay. <laughs> was like, you need to hear this. And um, yeah, it. and I think that is, and this is why I wanted to bring you on the show because... I know that's been a piece that you've been moving through is cultivating your leadership as a voice doula and also putting yourself out there more and self-expressing. And again, just those of us that have received from you recording that song and sharing it, just how powerful it's been. I mean, I'm telling you, there's times, same thing where it'll be stuck in my head. It's stuck in my head. It's one of those songs that it's like, oh, I need to go listen to that. Or I just will recite it on my own as well. And so just for you to truly receive how potent it is and how timely it is and how needed it is. And of course, no rush and no pressure. But I feel like the world might be waiting for more mantra music from Elle and whatever else wants to be birthed from you. So I just want to play a little snippet of what you recorded, if that's okay with you. I didn't ask permission. Okay. So it's a yes. And I would love for, yeah, just both of us to close our eyes for a moment and yeah, to receive it in this way, I think would be fun. Cause of course you've heard it, you recorded it, you recite it all the time, but it might hit you a bit differently. And I want, I want our community to get a little taste of what's to come in the world of El Knowlton. Cause I know that you're just getting started. So how does that sound?
0: That was really good, (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay.
1: All right. We're doing the damn thing.
2: I am good And I am worthy Of all I say Do choose And move through I am good And I am worthy inherently And in all things that I do I am good and I am worthy Of all I say, do, choose, and move through I am good and I am worthy Inherently And in all things That I do I am good And I am Worthy Of all I say Do choose And move through I am Good And I am worthy Inherently And in all things that I do, I all am all good, good, and in all and I am worthy, and in all, of all I, I say, do and choose, all. And, through. Oh, I and, good. Good. and I am good, and I am worthy inherently, and in, in all things, things that I do. I Of all I say, all I say, to move through, I am good, and I am worthy, inherently, and in all things that I do, I am good, I am good, and I am
1: worthy. That's just a little taste. Of Elle's magical mantra music. I can't wait for more. How did that feel for you?
0: I hadn't listened in a while. That was really beautiful. It just affirms for me what mantra can do. Like to say it enough times that you then begin to believe it. (laughs) Right? Is always such a mystical experience. So thank you for creating space for that. That was a real, real beautiful honor. I feel so loved and seen by you. I'm buzzing.
1: And like I said, no pressure, but I would love to share this <laughs> yeah. with the masses when, when you're ready. And um, yeah, so I know you've got a podcast of your own. I think you might even have two podcasts <laughs> of your own. And I would love to hear just how people can access you, get in touch with you, know what offerings you have and kind of what's in store for the future. Um because I like I said, I know this is only the beginning.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So I do have a podcast of my own with one of my soul sisters. It's called the Sacred Vortex Podcast. Weekly episodes. We've had it for about two years. It is my pride and joy on this planet. Um, you can totally find me online on Instagram, is where I'm most dropped in at l.Nolton. And feel free to DM me. I don't have a website yet, but she's in the works and if if you feel called to drop into your vocal center and be witnessed and loved on hard in that process i am here that is the work i'm doing and if it resonates it would be an honor to work with you so feel free to reach out on instagram
1: i want to work with you I have no idea what that would look like, but I'm like, "Mm, yes, please, my body's saying yes. So yeah, this is again, I don't know. I mean, I know to some degree why Spirit was like bring her on the show. And I mean, it was it was a little impulse and I was moving through some things over the last few weeks. Hence, if you've been tuning into my podcast episodes, the crying on air and off the air. And, um, I just kept receiving this as my mic falls. Mm. Uh, I, I just kept receiving this impulse, like bring her on the show, bring her on the show, bring her on the show. And, um, anything that I can do to help steward these next steps for you and what that looks like. And again, your essence is needed in the world and any way that I could be like a small fractal of that feels delicious. Um, And I meant every single word.
0: (laughs) Mm. And it was felt and received. Bless you fully. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. Mm. Thank you for saying yes. And is there any final words you want to leave our beloved community with?
0: Mm. Yeah. Just lean into that lens of love, y'all. It Mm. feels so good. And it's so accessible shine up that monocle whenever if whenever your cup is full enough to do so and bless the magic that it enacts we experienced it here today and I'm so grateful for who you are and who you be in the world it's an honor to know you Mm -hmm.
1: right back at you sister I feel so full
0: me too dude wow
1: (laughs) I'm like can every (laughs) interaction with humanity be like this would be so delicious (laughs) yeah so I know we hadn't caught up in a bit I've been in my moving and mamahood portal and it Mm -hmm. just felt so nourishing and we definitely get to uh stay connected and and everything that Elle described is going to be in the show notes and please reach out to her and myself and let us know what resonated what landed again as we shared and showcased it really does matter you know i know sometimes we think like i don't want to hear from us or i don't want to bother them or it doesn't matter or i'm too busy and just those little micro moments of showing showcasing appreciation just sharing your heart opening up vulnerably saying thank you or saying what triggered you saying what didn't land all of it matters all of it's sacred so just you know finding those micro moments to take the pause to reach out if if you're feeling the impulse from spirit and from your the essence of you so with that we're doing a part two I feel it (laughs) I'm ready and um yeah I'm just grateful for you staying stay in the extra time and and for going in all the places that this conversation took us and until next time everyone much love and blessings Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at Ellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis experience. Much love.